0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Jardu COVID-19 Community Podcast. This is episode five in a series where we bring you insights, stories and experiences from those at the forefront of digital services, particularly in local government, during the COVID-19 pandemic. Today's episode features Jordan Neininger, who is a technical developer at Gloucestershire County Council, and Cheryl Holder, who is the council's projects and programs team manager. Of the returning services, managing visits to household waste and recycling centres has been very much a priority for many councils. But it's a service that is needed to adapt in order to return safely. Yesterday, the Circular, which is the magazine of the Chartered Institute of Waste Management, reported that although 99% of councils are now providing household waste recycling services, 42% of them are experiencing moderate or severe levels of disruption at waste and recycling centres. The report said that many councils are still working out new operating methods. In this episode, we speak to Jordan and Cheryl because Gloucestershire County Council quickly launched a waste and recycling process that is handling high amounts of bookings very successfully. I start off by asking Jordan about how the services evolved.
1: Prior to lockdown um, and social distancing, uh, these sites used to have some 200 vans being booked in, used an online form. Um, Customers in cars uh, would turn up whenever they like. During the open hours, um, so to reopen uh, with social distancing, it was decided to book cars and vans and restrict the, the numbers per hour to manage social social distancing on site. This was done uh, with hourly slots to yes. uh, to prevent excessive queuing outside the site and impacts on the local highway network. Um, and like the hourly slots, uh, particularly have worked really well, in preventing peaks in demand and a more constant con- constant flow through the the waste sites
0: so vans were booking um previously before all of this kicked off you 'd have to book in a van to visit the center, is that right
1: yeah, that's right, yeah, that was uh, by our our uh, old platform um so we were just we were just introducing the Jardu platform um and then uh, covid nineteen uh hit us all, so it was an opportunity to opportunity to um implement a new system. obviously, the waste sites closed at the time. So, it gave us a little bit of time to uh, plan ahead and um, prepare the new platform and to see the new arrangements on each site.
0: Uh, I understand that bookings are are integrated with Office 365 now, is that right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Um, Obviously, the waste management team managed the sites and implemented social distancing measures. um, But how in terms of bookings, yeah, these were made through a judging platform uh, form. I help uh, that. Uh, I created with the help of the Waste team. Uh, They had the knowledge and the experience of the volume of customers they could expect. Um, So we needed these numbers and figures. Uh, So with the Office 365 integration, uh, it helps to control the number of bookings uh, per hour and per day. Um, as this was vital for the way sites have a manageable number of vehicles visit the sites. From the integration uh, we were able to take booking information such as the date and time, pass it into Jardu CXM uh, so the teams at each site uh, knew how many customers will visit that day.
0: Do you have any, do you have any insight, uh, it's a bit of an ask, but how about how many people are sort of using the service at the moment compared to um... How many were using it before? The, re- the reason I ask um, actually is because I was just looking at an article in, I think it's the, the Circular, the magazine's called. So it's the, the Chartered Institute of Waste Management, um, their, their magazine. And it was sort of, they, they've, they've run a regular survey where they're asking councils how uh, reopening of, of tips and recycling centres are going. And uh, 42% of councils, councils were reporting as of last week that they're reporting moderate or severe levels of disruption and one of the um, the main causes of that is sheer volume that's been backed up by people wanting to access it, not just having the social distancing, which they've got to contend with to steady flow, but there's also there's such a backlog of people wanting to get to the, uh, get to the tip. Is that, is that something you, you've seen? That must be like a double double hit.
1: I can't comment on what the figures were before, uh, but in terms of the how many people are using the service now, uh, since we launched in middle of May, uh, we've had over fifty thousand bookings for car and vans combined. Right. Um, obviously, the customers at the moment can book up to three weeks in advance, so they've been very popular and very busy.
0: and and how is it how is it being how is it being received, do you think, by um by users of the service?
1: Uh, well, the waste team uh, tell me they've received uh, significant numbers of uh, compliments uh, from site users. Uh, this is where they feel the experiences uh, on site is uh, far improved. Uh, mainly because the site is quieter and queuing has been reduced. Leading on from that, uh, customers are asking whether the system can be kept long-term, and this is something the uh, waste management team will consider post-social distancing measures uh, when they've been either reduced or once they've been removed.
0: In this time of reset when when local authorities seem to be asking you know what services remain and what actually improvements be made we've heard that we've heard that from other sources as well people actually quite like being able to book these 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 visits um, so that sort of thing could be kept long term potentially and, and how important was it to be able to use a, a calendar integration rather than have to procure a solution was that was that helpful in acting at, at speed
1: yeah absolutely having the calendar integration gave us the opportunity uh, to put in place the booking system within a short amount of time, the integration uh, can be set up. We set up uh, an appliance form, and then we tested it and made it live within a few days. Obviously, there's work prior to that on the form and with the waste team to make sure the information and data was correct before going live. But now the booking system has been in place for a while. Uh, the site's uh, capacity can be uh, altered very easily to allow further bookings to be made, as when uh, the sites become more used to the new regime sort of thing do you, do you schedule it can be amended uh, to allow more people in
0: and then this might be one to um, sort of to bring Cheryl in I guess on the use of uh, y- you know integrating these bookings um, for for the, the visits to the tip and recycling centres whether that sort of integrated bookings might be useful for other council services or if they are already um, might be something going forward I just want to get your thoughts on that perhaps.
2: I think there, there are a number of different services as we bring them back online. And um, I mean, we've had a booking system in place for registration services for um, some time now with a different system. But there's an element now that we might want to increase that and we could use Jardie to do some of that. Um, booking slots to come in for ceremonies, um, library services. So if we reopen our library services, but we've, we're going to have restrictions in place Shall we put in a booking system for that so that we don't get people queuing? Especially because queuing outside the library probably isn't in a covered space. So you don't want everybody queuing in the rain. So being able to book a slot might be helpful. Transport, social distancing in place for transport. That could be something as people are coming back to work. I mean, they're all things that, you know, you could think about in the round. Um, Not necessarily saying we would do any of them, but they're, they're worth thinking about. We've also got our archives, Um, service which has been offline so as we think about bringing that back online again we want to offer slots so we can restrict people turning up and queuing I think um, what's happened with the shops opening up on Monday is a prime example you open up a service and potentially you've got Lots of people queuing outside, and social distancing is a lot harder than to um, police and make sure it happens. So by providing a booking system, you're restricting that issue of people being outside of your service and social distancing not being in place.
0: Yeah, that's that's super interesting. Those there's, there's some potential use cases I hadn't not considered at all. I must admit. Was there anything else you had to add? To- no, no.
1: It's kind of um, I have been approached by other service areas as the um, uh as they they look into their, their recovery process uh to see whether bookings could help them get their running running oh get their booking process could help get their services running again Um so with the experience i've used with the waste management team um i can offer ways in which um i can help them get a similar sort of booking process but it's early days so uh hopefully this capacity will be able to uh, use
2: the service areas. So so I guess there's a caveat there, Austin, but the list that I've given you is just literally not us thinking about bringing those services back online. It is literally about opportunities where a booking system could be used, not just now but in the yes, future. Yes. Um even post COVID, you you know, there are ways you could improve services that reduce queuing in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just just potential Application yeah. for this technology. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of a lot of councils are in the same position where they're sort of evaluating all of these things and thinking, you know, not not in the media, but somewhere down the line we could apply this to other to other areas. And those are, you know, exactly the sort of conversations I'll be having up and down the country, I think, about some of these services, which is great. Based on that, then if, if other services are coming to you uh, for for information about this, did you did you take inspiration from any other services when you were designing designing this one around the uh, tip and recycling? visits.
1: Yeah, we I, mean, I looked at other, uh, obviously, Jardu uh, users and their, their council platforms just to get the idea of the kind of the layout, what they've been doing, so it's kind of been a bit nosy. But yeah, so I did have to work quickly in uh, getting this solution to the Waste team, get this in place and uh, opening as, as soon as it did at the time. But obviously, I did help, I've helped from the Jardu uh, team as well, to in terms of how to get the best functionality, how to get the best layout um and obviously ease of use for the customer
0: have you been watching how other councils have been been addressing the, the problem i guess one of the things one of the reasons we approached you about this podcast is we saw the figures of you know the amount of people using the service uh the tips so it's obviously been you know one of the one of the particularly successful examples of this being being applied have you been watching what other councils are doing has anybody asked you for help or uh you know, did you did you uh, approach anybody else? I, I was just wondering whether that that because of like a, a lot this problem, this challenge is being addressed by a lot of people, right? Uh, some successfully like yourselves and some perhaps are still having some challenges and, and trying to figure this stuff out. I just wondered whether that community you picked up on any of that at all, or whether you were just really focused on what you were doing.
1: I was kind of focused on what I was, what I was doing. The, obviously the Waste team were looking at other councils and other areas and seeing what they were doing um, in terms of their service areas. but with my uh with my knowledge i was just trying to get the best of our team at the time at the moment to uh make sure everything runs smoothly
2: i mean i saw an interesting article on well news report on the tv where they were talking about waste recycling centers coming back online and how different councils were actually approaching um how they brought them back online gloucestershire wasn't one that within the um, particular uh, report unfortunately but in in the around there's a couple of different approaches um one was using postcodes and if you were in certain postcodes you could go on a monday and different postcodes on a tuesday and um, etc for the week and that's how they were actually doing it um which i thought was an interesting approach um i can't remember what the others were but there were a couple that i ended up sitting there and thinking that doesn't seem very efficient. I think ours is a much more efficient way than doing it. But um, yeah, it is interesting how different councils have approached it.
0: Like I say, when we saw the figures of how many people were using the service that you guys have developed, I mean, it's, it's great stuff. So uh, it's obviously doing something right, right, um, which is good.
2: Actually, i just thought of one other way that they did it. They did it using your um, registration plate.
0: I, I, guess, I guess over time, like, like the report that, that came out that I, that I mentioned, the, the other the other guys that have um, other councils have come up with other other ways that have perhaps not been quite successful. They'll, they'll start looking and seeing the the ones that are leading the way and perhaps looking to replicate that and asking for uh, you know insight on on that, which would which would make sense. But it was just quite interesting, as with local authorities, quite a lot of the time a lot of them are addressing the same issues and same services, and they're all doing it um, sometimes in their own ways and and stuff. But it's quite just quite interesting to see, especially the time, when time is so important?
2: I think some of it is around where a council is on their technical journey. So we were fortunate. We already had a platform in place. We, we already were using online forms. So we were able to utilise the platform that we'd already got. If there'd be a council that hasn't got that in place already, then that would have been a bigger ask to try and put that in place to improve some of their interactions with their services and i'm guessing as well because you would think we're all the same but we're all very different we have different um, contracting arrangements in place so it may be that some councils have actually passed the responsibility for accessing the site to the third party contractor and again they might be they could be a smaller company so they haven't invested in that kind of software um and it is just literally the old-fashioned turn up and queue which is um something that a lot of councils would have in place so i think that that has impacted on how councils have responded to not only this issue but lots of issues during the pandemic is that what is their technical capability in being able to offer services and solutions to people during these times
0: very good point i guess you could have found yourself in a a bit of a not not yourself but it, it, in the general terms in a bit of a nightmare scenario in, in that case if you'd uh, if you didn't have the the capabilities to act quickly if you weren't set up in the right way then yeah something like this could have been you know pretty pretty horrible i should imagine
2: yeah and you know and i think we've been very fortunate i mean jordan's been able to respond not only for this particular um scenario with the recycling centers but he was able to spin up a community help hub form to populate, to be used by staff that were manning community help hub um, lines and also to put on our website so that anybody in the community that was shielding and couldn't access support and services and needed support could complete the form and we could target support to the vulnerable in the community. And that was, you know, another use case that we'd use the Jardu platform to spin up emergency response. Really quickly, yes. With having children on site, we use our on-site developer, um, and that, that makes a big difference as well.
0: This is the the question that's maybe uh, too big. Um, but are there any returning services thinking going ahead now that, that that's on the on the horizon? Are there any other returning services that would have to be sort of altered to meet the need uh, of the climate that we find ourselves in in now? do you think? Is it a time of reflection where you're sort of thinking about any of those services that are going to have to change?
1: Um, well, every service has uh, been impacted by uh, COVID-19 and many of us will continue with restrictions in place. Some specific services were paused as we mentioned earlier, um, and we'll bring them back online uh, with social distancing measures and new ways of working will be in place as and when we're able to. But I think, you Go.
2: know, I think the thing to add to that is not all services stopped so we mm. did carry on with a lot of services, but with different measures in place, because there's a lot of the work that we do in the county council that you couldn't stop. Those social care services, they couldn't just close and shut up shop. That needed to continue, um, both adults and childrens. So different measures were already put in place for how we would managed through the pandemic.
0: Do you foresee any of those services being, you know, that have been particularly... Impactful being kept around longer term. The reason I asked that is because on on the last podcast I spoke to um, Sockitim, and obviously they're speaking to to lots of councils and local authorities, and they said that you know some of the services that have been spun up out of necessity in all of this are probably going to be kept around longer term because they've been so effective. Um, vulnerable children services, for example, w- was mentioned as one, and that sort of stuff is seen innovative stuff really being you know happening really quickly. Do you, do you foresee those sort of Services that have been developed by the council to meet this challenge being kept long term.
2: There will be some. I mean, we're in the process as we start planning the recovery phase about looking at not only how do we bring paused services back online and and what changes do we need to make to those services, but what have we done differently that we need to keep and that we would want to keep going forward. So, as you can imagine, you know, as a county council. We suddenly had um thousands of members of staff working from home um whereas they had all been office based and making sure people had the correct equipment and that we had technology in place to facilitate that happening so Now the question is well, even if we're told you can all come back tomorrow, what do we want to, or what would we want to keep from what we've been doing during this this time where we've all been at home? Um, I think there's also some of the the contact that has we've been having with our service users that might have been having in a remote way or using technology, some of how we've done things to say, well, which bits of those back could we keep? Because actually it worked well. And the service user liked engaging with us in that way. Um, so there, there'll be an awful lot of analysis. And I do think there will be instances where we keep some of the things that up quite quickly um, the detail of those and which ones they will be we don't actually know yet because we'll do detailed analysis before we make those decisions
0: and um, i guess just coming to the end now because of uh, the allotted half an hour i appreciate you taking the time don't want to take up too much more of your time i just wanted to defer it over really and see if there's anything else that you thought worth worth adding in the the remaining couple of minutes we've got anything that i might have missed and not asked but you, you think might be worth worth mentioning for the uh for the podcast
1: awesome. you- applying integration and getting the support from uh, uh themselves has been uh it's been excellent because obviously this was a, a a big a big project in a short amount of time because then we've had over fifty thousand bookings uh so we're kind of i was just grateful, we were grateful for the uh, kind of the support in actually getting getting this implemented as quickly as it could
2: yeah and i think i i echo that but as a partner, um, I felt Jardu were proactive. So our relationship manager was on email, in contact with us. What could they do to support us? Was there anything that they could do? What did we need? And I think that that was really great. And that's an example of where you've got a good partner, where you've purchased the system, but actually Jardu were really keen that you maximise the system um, and get the best out of it so it isn't a case of you just buy something and then you're left to get on with it the relationship we have the contact that Jordan has um with Jardu on a monthly basis I mean it it, it shows that in situations like this it has real benefits.
0: thank you to both Jordan and Cheryl for taking the time to speak to me for this podcast Hopefully it won't be too long until the next episode is posted and shared to the feed. We have a very interesting interview lined up this Friday for the episode, but do not want to jinx it, so I'll leave it at that for now. If you work in digital services for local government or in higher education, we'd love to hear your experiences. It only takes a 10-minute chat over Google Hangouts, Skype or the platform of your choosing and can be really useful to others that are facing similar challenges. Equally, if you're facing a challenge another organization has overcome, it could be a way of getting some help. So please do get in touch at austin, which is A-U-S-T-I-N, at jardu.co.uk. As always, if you haven't already, check out the COVID-19 Community Toolbox by heading to jadu.net slash library slash toolbox. Right, that's all for now. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.